Are you in the habit of overcommitting? The work diary and the social calendar tends to get pretty chock full at this time of year with 34 days until Christmas. That's what we're focusing on this Mindful Monday. I spoke with our resident psychology expert, Dr. Joe Lukens, a short time ago. Dr. Joe, tell me why do we overcommit? You're with Susan Graham Ryan on ABC North Queensland. There's probably a number of reasons why we might do it. So part of it is our personal expectations around our relationships with others. So we might want to please other people. We might want to not miss out on things. So we agree to do these things. But there's some interesting phenomenon we know about people in terms of how we understand time and particularly when we're planning for events in the future because I think we've all been there when you walk headlong into your week and you think, wow, why did I agree to do all mm. of this stuff? Like why, why did I think that I could do it? So there's some interesting things about humans that we know that explain, explain some of these reasons why we overcommit. How do we stop that? That's part, I guess part of it is about understanding the reason we do it in the first place. If the invitation comes through the post from Aunt Myrtle for her 80th birthday in Timbuktu in a couple of months' time, we often look at that and go, and we think about it in terms of why. Yes. Why we want to go. A great family catch-up. It'll be good to get away for a weekend. So we think about all the good reasons as to why we want to go. And so that's why we'll often say yes. Mm. Then the reality comes along when the, the weeks go past and you've suddenly realised you've got to pack up, maybe finish work early, pack yes. up kids, drive in a car. All, we, we think about the what, mm. all the practicalities of it. And so one of the reasons that we often overcommit but also then get a bit annoyed with ourselves when we do it is that we don't do enough what thinking mm. when we make a decision and we don't do enough why thinking when the event comes around. So asking ourselves what and why when we're starting to book things in the calendar ahead of time. Yeah. So you might say, okay, so if something's coming up in six six weeks, this is why I'd like to do it. And that's great. And then to stop just for a moment and go, so what's that actually going to look like Mm. on that Thursday or Friday when I go to do that? And I know for myself, that's one of the things that I find really helpful to help me make decisions. And when I've caught myself then maybe saying, declining an opportunity, it's because I've thought... I really am not going to feel like that at the end of that Mm. week or whatever it might be. And then when we have committed to something, to remind ourselves why we're doing it so you can take some of that enjoyment from it. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, people-pleasing there. Sometimes that's a reason we do it because we feel like, oh, I've got an obligation or I want to make that person happy. But at the end of the day, you might end up resenting them for... Well, yeah, we do. We often, and I think that's one of the things I often hear from people is reasons for overcommitment is actually because it's challenging to say no. It's such such a simple little word. It's only two letters, but saying no and feeling bad about it or guilty about it, people often talk about that or they say no and they feel like they have to over-explain why. Yes. And so it, it actually is a skill to learn to say no to people about things. And it's I guess it's being really aware and mindful of what your boundaries are and what you do want to commit to, particularly if, and I know some people talk about this, is when you're saying, outwardly you're saying yes, but in your head you're thinking, no, yes. I don't want to do this. Yes. So it takes a little bit of practice, takes a little bit of courage, but saying no is a great way, obviously, to stop us from that overcommitment. That might be a whole nother discussion. <laughs> we can talk about that another day. I've started congratulating people when they say no and enforce those boundaries that they to protect themselves or their time or the things that they really want to 
achieve in life. Do you think that's a good thing to do or not a good thing to do to congratulate people for enforcing those oh, boundaries? I think it's a great thing to do because we reinforce those behaviours and sometimes people do worry about what we think. And like you and I might say, let's maybe think less about that and more about what we need to do for ourselves. But role modelling those behaviours, I think, is really important as well. So mm. I think when someone does set their boundaries, I guess one of the the mantras I've tried to live by is that we teach people how to treat us. So if we teach people that the answer is always yes, Mm. then, you know, they'll expect that. It becomes the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that when we overcommit to things, it increases, it can increase our stress, increase our anxiety. It can make it harder to sleep, all those sorts of things. So we tend to maybe not do so good a job on some of those tasks anyway, particularly when it's something like a work commitment. Is there anything else, any other key points that we need to know in this area about this, about finding that balance or how to say no or to not overcommit? Yeah, look, I think it starts with that awareness. It's about having a good sense as to what your scheduling looks like and what you actually want mm. from your days, from your weeks, from all of those things that you might actually do. So I think it's, it starts with that awareness. It starts with some confidence around saying no when we need to, but also understanding when fun th- things come along that we might at times overcommit ourselves. And then it's about managing ourselves mm. if that's what we have done. And I think if you can look back over your week and think, yeah, I did bite off a bit too much this week, then rather than be annoyed with yourself for that. Take it as a learning. Yeah. So what did you learn about yourself? Like, How could you have done it differently? Be curious about that. I think those curious mm. questions about why we do what we do is useful because then if you learn from it, then you may not do it again yes. down the track. And we're certainly coming up to a time of year that a lot of people feel we're a bit battle-worn from the year that's been and we've got lots of celebrations that we're either expected or wanting to go to, sometimes finding the balance between work and the last few days of school and those sorts of things, people really do start to get to the end of their tether at this time of year. They do. And I think it's understanding that when we're under fatigue, it's all a little bit harder. So we know endings are hard for humans, end of Mm. the day, end of the week, end of the year. So we do feel more fatigued. So being mindful, like you say, it's very easy to take on board those invitations as they come through because it's not really a practical thing that we're thinking about at the time that we're doing it and then thinking about how many Christmas functions do I want to go to, how many work functions do I want to go to, and I might have some other things scheduled in my personal life that Mm. week. So, again, it's coming back to what does that actually look like when I'm doing it Mm. and then we can probably make a more informed decision and feel like we've got a bit more control over it because I think that's the other reason we struggle in these times is because we feel out of control mm. when we've overcommitted ourselves. Yeah. Do we need to schedule that downtime, make that a top priority? Look, I've seen some people do that quite successfully and some people actually benefit from if you're someone who lives out of a diary, which can be a lot of people, then scheduling those times away from what you're doing is important because otherwise the days get filled up. Yeah. Block it out at the start of the week or before you start filling that calendar up. When am I going to rest and recover yeah. from the social events or the work or the school functions? Yeah, or the, all, all the things that are important for you that help you to function and to do well, mm. your exercise time, yes. your time with family, you know, whatever those things might be, scheduling those in because then you're actually seeing them visually in your diary mm. if you're a diary person and then that can make it a bit easier with the rest of yeah. your planning. Yeah. And easier to say no. Easier to say no. (laughs) When you press pause on your life for a second and then you think why and what, as you said earlier. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Dr. Joe. I really appreciate your time today. Always good to speak with you.